0: drive the speed limit through the text. Make sure you drive the speed limit through the Word of God. Now, what does that mean? Oftentimes, we go about 60 or 70 miles when we read God's Word. Sometimes you got to drive, like when I go pick, my, pick up my nephew um, from his house, um, the speed limit through the neighborhood is 18 miles per hour. And it's annoying at times, but under the 18 mile per hour sign, it says kids at play. And so when you drive slow, you are more alert. And that's what happens when you read God's word. If you read it slowly and and, and you drive at at the speed limit where understanding can be prevalent, then you will begin to see things that you may not have seen if you sped through. The word of God says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near as the people changed their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. But God led the people around by the way of the wilderness towards the Red Sea, and the people of Israel went up out of the land of Egypt equipped for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel solemnly, solemnly swear, saying, God will surely visit you and you shall carry up my bones with you from here. And they moved on from Sukkoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light that they might travel by day and by night. Verse 22, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from before the people. Now, this word of God is so dense. And I'm going to take my time to go verse by verse and really break it down to where we can all gather understanding so that we're able to really understand what it means to be ready to shift. In life, you have to understand, young people, that God is always guiding. God is always leading. I spoke to my students yesterday in my 10th grade Bible class. We talked about how wisdom is at the gate, how wisdom is everywhere and how wisdom is loud How wisdom is always speaking and it's up to us as individuals to adhere to the voice of wisdom. The same way that wisdom is everywhere is the same as God's leading. My question to you is, are you ready to be led at any moment? Are you ready to be guided at any moment? And what I'm going to break down is five words. I think I said five words. Let me make sure I get it up right here. Uh, Shift, S-H-I-F-T. And I got these key words, so walk with me thoroughly in order to shift, these things must be prevalent in your life. In order to be shifted into your purpose, in order to be shifted into your promised land, these five things must be prevalent and evident in your life. Number one, S, salvation. In order for you to shift into your promised land, in order for you to shift into the purpose of God, and before I go deeper, let me make sure I make this clear. The word of God says that many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the purpose of the Lord that prevails. Some of us, we, we think that the league may be our promised land, that relationship might be our promised land, that uh, entrepreneurial endeavors might be our promised land. But we have to understand that our promised land must be a part of his promised plan. And we must understand that we must embody the presence of God and say, God, I'm willing to shift at any moment. I'm ready to move at any moment. If, if the league is not it, if this is not it, if this is not in the cars that you dealt for me in my life, I'm not going to try to pluck a new hand that I'm going to trust your leading. I'm going to trust your guiding because I know that wherever you are, there is safety. Young people, you have to understand that shifting is going to be often, that you're going to have to be moved often. And if you're not ready to be moved because you stiff, then you won't be ready to shift. But the verse of God says in verse 17, which brought up my first point, salvation, where it says you must be saved and delivered. The word of God says, when Pharaoh let the people go. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to let go? When Pharaoh, who's your Pharaoh? Who's your, who's your, what Egyptian environment are you up under? What God is leading you? What, what is your Pharaoh? Who, are, who controls your life? And, and most people, they don't like the saying of bondservant or being a slave of God. But let me, let me tell you this. Each and every one of us are a slave to someone or something but shouldn't we desire to be a bond servant or a servant or a slave to a God who's kind, to a God who's loving, to a God who's gentle? And so it says when Pharaoh let the people go. In order for you to shift into your promised land, the promised land that God has for you, you have to be ready to be let go. You have to be ready to go wherever he leads. You have to first be delivered. Listen, there's a big difference between Christian by selection and Christian by conversion. Conversion means that the Holy Spirit has reborn you, rebirthed you, and you are in in the midst of a regenerating process. If there is no fruit in keeping with repentance, my friend, then chances are there may not be no salvation within You have to ask yourself and look up to heaven and say, God, am I I your son? Am I saved by you? Have I have I allowed you? And so many people rather stay in Egypt versus being shifted by God and being moved by God into a place that was destined for them. So, number one, in order for you to shift into God's promised land for you, number one, you got to make sure that you're saved. That you're saved, not only a, a salvation initially, but am I constantly allowing the sanctification, the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit to constantly save me and constantly purify me so that I'm able um, to navigate wholeheartedly? My second point, in order for you to shift into your promised land, in order for you to shift and be able to move on a dime, to be able to pivot, to be able to move no matter what, you have to be mentally healthy. The word of God says, verse 17 is when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near for God said, Lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. It's interesting when it comes to God, that God oftentimes takes you the long road that sometimes he'll take you um, through places where you like, man, God, why, why are we going a long way? But I have a point right here that says, um, near may lead to fear. Near may lead to fear. God is going to take you the long route because oftentimes during the journey, you're developed into the soldier that you need to be to execute at a high level. And that's very important for us to understand, because when we don't understand that point, then we'll never become mentally healthy. See, salvation initially is, is, is a rejoicing matter. But when we allow the Holy Spirit um, to fill us up and allow the Holy Spirit to renew our minds, then we would become mentally healthy. And most of us, we want the quick way out. We want to skip steps. We want to navigate quickly. But God, through his mercy, God, through his grace, God, through his omniscience, says in the text that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. God knows what you are able. uh, God knows what you are mentally able to handle. He knows if I bring you through this path, if I bring you through this route, you're going to be like God. I don't want to be with you anymore for I had it better in Egypt. Listen, what I'm telling you right now is very um, serious because if you're not mentally healthy, you're not going to be physically fit enough to hold whatever you endeavor to hold. I talked to about under one of the I mean, It was 2016. I talked to maybe 75 of the top athletes, top basketball players in the country at the time, and I talked to them about how uh, most people want big fruit, but they don't want to be a strong branch. They want the max deal. They want the opportunity. But big fruit on a weak branch breaks the branch. And what you have to understand is that when God prunes you, he's preparing you. When God prunes you, he is positioning you to be mentally able to handle whatever it is in the environment. Unfortunately, most people focus too much on a brief period of promotion, but they're not maximizing the two seasons that come before and after. Before every promotion is an opportunity or a season of preparation. After every season of promotion, there's a season and opportunity of prudence. Unfortunately, most people, they care too much about a brief moment of promotion, but they're not, they didn't capitalize or maximize their season of preparation that would actually sustain them in a season of prudence. Prudence, by definition, is stewardship. Are you able to steward the season that you desire? And that's why God brings you through the long route. That's why God brings you away from the land of the Philistines. He brings you around a path because he knows you better than you know yourself. And sometimes near will birth fear. If you got there quickly, quicker, and you got there before your uh, uh, season of preparation, you would be frightened. As I mentor um, students and I talk to them about um, their desired place of purpose, I tell them do not neglect the opportunity of preparation. Why? Because when you're in front of a thousand people and you got to speak or you're in front of 5,000 people and you got to speak and you don't got your reps up, my friend, when that light gets bright and that light gets hot, you may not be able to do what you thought you were able. So God is giving you the opportunity to go through a longer route so that you would be about what it is that you need to be about. So it's very important that we understand that we have to trust God through the longer route so that we can become mentally healthy and mentally able to handle whatever season that we find ourselves in. The next point, in order to shift, I, First, we said in order to shift S, you must be saved and delivered. We also said in order to shift H, you have to be mentally healthy. We talked about how near may lead to fear that God brings through the longer route so he can clean out anything mentally, emotionally, and physically that will mesh. Let me sit there for a minute. You may be physically fit for a thing, but you may not be mentally fit for a thing. You may not be emotionally fit for a thing. You may not be spiritually fit for that thing. See, we as as even at 35, I know I know nothing. At 35, I am fully aware that I know nothing. Now, the little that I know, cool, that's cool. But I realize there's a lot more to understand. When you understand you know nothing, you humble yourself. You allow the season to make you seasoned. In order to be seasoned like salt, you must go through seasons. And people forget that in order for you to preserve your family one day, to preserve that opportunity, in order for you to preserve whatever it is that God wants you to be steward of, you have to go through seasons so that you can become seasoned enough to preserve anything that God wants you to steward. But fitness is not just about being physically fit. You may be physically fit enough to go to the league. You may be physically fit or mentally fit to run a business. But if you're not spiritually submitted and emotionally stable, my friend, anything that you have on the table will fall off. In order to shift, I, you must recognize your inability. In order to shift into God's promised land for you, you must recognize your inability. And I have a point here that says There are certain seasons where a physical map or a digital GPS can't guide you. Let's get to the text. We'll start from the beginning. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, "Lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. But God led the people around the way of the wilderness, man, (laughs) towards the Red Sea. If Israel has to go through wilderness. If if the lamb that came from Israel has to go through the wilderness, what makes you think that you're not supposed to? It says that uh, uh, it said around the way of e oh, of the wilderness towards the Red Sea and the people of Israel went up out of the land. Had a uh, land of Egypt equipped for battle. I love that you may be equipped for battle. You may have everything you need for battle, but you may not be mentally ready for battle. Verse 19. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him for Joseph's shell had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear. We'll skip down to verse 20. And they moved on from Sukkoth and he camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness at the edge of the wilderness. You're smart enough to get to a certain level. You may be wise enough to get to a certain brink, but due to the fallen nature of man. We in our own ability are unable to go beyond a certain point. In order for you to shift with God at any moment, in order for you to be guided by God at any moment, you have to understand that you are unable or unable to do anything without him. Inability means I'm in his ability. When I recognize that I uh, I have inabilities that I have to tap into his ability. I'm in your ability. It says that he brought them to the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. So you have to recognize your inability that you may get to a certain brink with a map or a GPS or with wisdom or intellect. Right. But there are certain parts where God says you are unable in your own strength to move forward. Now, when I did research last night, I was like, okay, God. Uh, why? Why now? Why at the edge of the wilderness? Why at this point do you feel that they needed you to be a cloud by day or they needed you to be a fire by night? And as I did my research in the wilderness, in the desert land, there was a certain point that 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 when uh, uh, the winds blow, it was so much sand there that the sand will cover the tracks that there were untrod and untracked areas that God said, you in your own mind can't be able to see the path. He said, I got to make the path straight. That's why the word of God says, and I got the verse right here. It says in Isaiah 45 two, he says, I will go before you and level the exalted places. I will break in pieces, the doors of bronze and cut through the bars of fire. That's powerful. You have to understand that there are certain places in your life where man, Google, GPS, maps cannot get you through. And I'm telling you what what we've recognized through coronavirus and what we recognize through COVID, what we recognize through all these different things was everybody's idol was shaken. But the only the only individual that was not moved and the people that were not moved were those who were rooted in god i'm telling you right now mr ezzy wasn't moved i'm sure the staff wasn't moved we wasn't moved because god ain't moved God's immutability gives me comfort. It lets me know that he's unable to be moved, that God knew this moment in life before we was even formed. He knew this season was going to occur in 2020 before the vision of his 2020 ability was able to envision the whole essence of creation. And when you understand that, you can rest and know that God, right now, it looks like I don't have the ability. Right now, it looks like I'm not able. Right now, I can't even comprehend how I'm going to get to promised land at this moment. Some people going through injury right now. Some people going through emotional injury right now. So many people are going through so much right now and you're trying on your own to figure it out. But let me tell you out. Let me tell you this. God has already figured out but you have to recognize your inability and say, God, okay, we are in uncharted territory for me, but I know for a fact that you will make my crooked path straight, that you, what the word of God says, let me pull up real quick. It says that I will go before you and level the exalted places. The exalted places are those places where you may not be able to climb over. It says, I will break in pieces the doors of bronze. That's why I tell people, don't worry about what doors have been closed for you. Trust, me, if that door is meant for you to be open, I don't care if it's got 50,000 locks on it. I don't care if it's made out of the thickest bronze. I don't care if it's got bars of iron. He will break in pieces every door for you. But you have to first recognize your inability. First, you must recognize that God right now, I do not know. I have a point right here that says it's okay not to know as long as you know him. It's okay not to know what college you're going to it's okay not to know if you're going to get offers or not. It's okay not to know. As long as you know the one that knows, you good. It's crazy how many of us, we waste seasons. where God did something for me years ago. He told me, son, how can you be your best if you're not at rest? And I used to be, Mr. Ezzy was always active. I always got to be doing something. And God was like, do you not believe that I set up seasons for you to rest? So that you can be prepared for what's next Like God don't want you to worry Because worrying can't do nothing for you You got to be at a place at rest Where you say God okay I recognize I I don't have the ability I recognize that I do not know And I know that you know So you must recognize your inability And it's okay not to know As long as you know him Now my next point And this is what I want to kind of sit for a little bit because the revelation that God gave me just from reading this text, that's why I say you got to drive through slow. You got to ride through slow through the word of God. Some of us, we want a rhema word, but we don't got time or the patience to go through his written word. And the Holy Spirit, which is our tutor, our mentor will make the words come alive. And you think it is a new word. No, it's just a deep word. See, the word of God is like an ocean with no bottom. See, if you, if you swim on the surface, you're not going to find any treasure. I told students this. I said, listen, treasure don't float. Treasure don't float. Treasure is too heavy to float. Treasure is at the bottom. And so if you just speed through and you just casually swimming through the text, you're not going to be able to find the treasure of God's word. And that's why I want to sit here for a minute. I have right here in order to shift F, you must follow through with fellowship. You must follow through. You must follow through fellowship. There we go. You must follow God through fellowship. Let's get to it. It says, and they moved on from Sukkoth and encamped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. And that wilderness is very powerful because Jesus was testing the wilderness. We must be tested because nothing can be trusted if it ain't first tested. Excuse me, Ms. McCullough. I said the word ain't. But i got to admit some people in. Here we go. A thing or a person cannot be trusted. Unless they're first tested. That's why God don't take you through the near route because there's no test there. That's why God can't bring it through the quick route because there's not enough modules there. You just can't go from kindergarten to 12th grade. There's grades in between. And oftentimes we want the quick way out. But when you skip steps, you misstep. When you skip steps, when it's time to step onto your platform, you trip up as you get to the top. That's why you got to say, God, I'm willing to follow you through. I'm willing to follow you through as I fellowship with you. Let's read. It says, and they moved on from Sukkoth and encamped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. Verse 21, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light that they might travel by day and by night. Let me stop there. I love when it says that they, so that they can travel by day and by night. Day kind of represents the obvious. Day represents what you're able to see. And oftentimes we think that God only leads us when there's sunlight. But when night comes, you got to be ready at a moment at 3 a.m. If he needs you to wake up, you got to be ready. But what I love about this point here is that. He said that the word of God says, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud. Now, as I did research, they said this pillar was huge. Some theologians believe that it was a pillar with a fog trail behind them. The reason why that pillar was there before them is because God wants us to understand that you're not going to be able to reach your promised land unless you go through him. You can't go around him. You can't go under him. You can't go above him. It says that he went before them because he knows that when it's daytime and the desert land emits heat. People want the stage, but they're not strong enough to handle the light. But God's grace and mercy gives you the ability to withstand any heat at any moment, no matter what day. But I have some points here that you have to understand. We see the formula in this text. The formula says there were people, then there was his presence, and then there was the promised land. As we read through Exodus, you'll see as they approach the promised land. People, presence, then promised land. Without fellowship, without going through God, without trusting him and, and, and embracing him, you will be like people that want, and I got these words here, you don't want him, you want His. Fellowship is key because you to be. You don't want to be a person that wants his stuff versus wanting him. I got to a place in my life and I'm staying here where all I want and all I need. Now, see, the thing is, you got to get to a place where you say all I need and all I want. There's going to be a place where you're going to be like, I, I need God. But you got to get to a place where he says all I need is him and I'm going to the next level. All I want is him. But if you are a person that wants the promised land and not the presence, then you're going to be focusing on his. See, God always have your stuff behind his back, and what I mean by that is, imagine someone putting your whatever you want in life behind their back. And he says, "In order you to get in order for you to receive what's behind me, you have to go through my heart." You got to go through my heart first. Listen, you can't be able to play a part unless you have his heart. And God wants a people that loves him, that worship him in spirit and in truth, who desire him more than anything else in life. Do you want him or do you want his? Do you want his? Do you want the promised land or are you trusting his promised hand? And that's what I love about that. Some people, they want the promised land so much, but they, they become intoxicated by it that they don't understand God's promised hand, his hand to help you, his hand to hold you, his hand to keep you where you need to be kept. But when you know that God's hand is promised, then you can really trust his land is promised. And when you know that God's promised hand, his hand of salvation, his hand of deliverance, his hand of fellowship, his hand of love. Then when you get to that promised land, you ain't going to stop acting ignorant. You're not going to start acting stupid. You're not going to start acting like you got here without God. And most people, when they skip the presence of God and get to the promised land, they start squandering their inheritance. Let's get there. The prodigal son. It's crazy how the prodigal son asked for the father's uh, 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 for his inheritance. Now, those theologians out there, you understand that uh, or just common sense. When you ask for an inheritance, you almost implying that you wish your dad was dead. It's crazy how many people wish God was dead so they can allow their God to lead them. But God can't be killed. God cannot be murdered. He has the power to lay his life down and the power he rolls his life up. But what we have to understand is that we can't get to a place where we want the land more so than we want him. And that's where we got to be understand that we got to say, "Okay, God, I'm going to allow you no matter if it's day, no matter if it's night, I'm going to let you guide me. Now, why was the pillar of cloud important? Because there's certain season in your life is going to be hot. There's going to be certain season in your life where you're like, God, I need your covering." And not only do I need you to be a pillar of cloud before me, some theologians believe that the cloud that the cloud before them stretched out over the people that they were kept from the scorching heat of the desert. And what about the fire by night? Those nights where you're contemplating suicidal thoughts, those nights where you're contemplating all types of nonsense and craziness, that warmth, that presence of God will say, I got you. We're going to get through this. Because listen, let me keep it a buck with you. Like You're going to go through seasons of life where you're like, God, I don't understand how I'm going to get through this. I don't even understand how I'm going to get to the, through the nighttime. But God said, you got to trust my fire that's before you. Because if you can't trust him in day or night, you're not going to be able to shift with him day in and day out. In order to shift, my friends, S, you must be saved. Are you ready to let Pharaoh go, even if Pharaoh lets you go? man, Pharaoh may have let you go. And I have an analogy, and one of my books says this. Let me pull out one of my books real quick. This cage right here, I don't know if you can see it. This book is called The Purpose of Freedom. I'm not not trying to give a plug, but I'm just giving an analogy. You see that bird in that cage? The door is open, right? But the bird is still there. When God frees you, the door is open. God can't make you, let me make sure I'm theologically sound. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. God will open up the cage, but you have to follow him out the cage. Freedom is the door is open. But you can't still sit in the cage. You've been delivered for years. And what I mean by that, you've been saved for years. Pharaoh done let you go, but you haven't let Pharaoh go. You haven't let that guy go. You haven't let that girl go. You didn't let what your dad said about you go. God, through his spirit, has already given you the power to be set free. But you have to let that freedom reign. You have to let that freedom ring. You have to let that freedom do what it does best. So in order to shift into God's promised land for you, because I had hoop dreams. I had dreams of making a certain amount of money by a certain certain amount of a certain amount of time. But I had to realize what the word of God says. And I love I believe it was David that said or somewhere in, 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 in Psalms or Proverbs, the word of God said, don't make me poor that I steal and don't make me rich where I leave you. There's a certain place where you're able to be in place. And that's what we have to understand that God I will move however you move. This virtual learning didn't catch God on accident. Didn't catch God by surprise. Whatever you're going through right now, didn't catch God by surprise. And when God says, you see that cloud, follow it. The beautiful thing about um, the Old Testament connecting with the New Testament is that um, each piece in an Old Testament to a degree is a representation of Christ. Right now, Christ through his spirit is that cloud by day. That, 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 yes, you were going into a tough season where it's going to be hot, but I got you. That Holy Spirit, Christ spirit in you is now that fire at night, that reminder that we got this, that fire that lets you know that we're able to move forward. I'm so glad that I have the Holy Spirit in my life. And that's important. In order for me to follow through, in order for me to be fruitful and faithful at that place, number T, not number T, letter T, I have to remember his trustworthiness. His trustworthiness. The Bible says, and last, and I'm going to stop here, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from before the people. God is faithful to his word. God is faithful. You must remember and trust his trustworthiness. God will never leave you nor forsake you. So when you are shifting into a season that you may not understand mentally, Trust that God already have made the path straight. And yes, you at the edge of this wilderness. Yes, you may be in the middle of the wilderness, but know that God is clearing out the path before you and letting you know that if you follow me through that cloud by day and you follow me like that fire by night, my friend, you will enter into your promised land. Corona can't stop your promised land. COVID, I guess there's another name for it. Nothing can stop God's promised land for you when you're resting in his promised hand. Let me pray for you all. Heavenly Father, I thank you again for your word, man. Your word is rich, man. Your word is deep, is powerful. I pray, Lord, that we keep our lower extremities bended, our knees bended and in shape in prayer so that any given moment we can pivot, we can shift. We can shift the zone. We can shift in and close out in our season. We can we can be able to move how we need to move because we are constantly in prayer. We're stretched out before you. So no matter when it's time to move, we can move.